Welcome to Small Business Marketing, Then, and Now. A conversation with small business owners on how they marketed the launch of their business, the evolution since then and how they have pivoted during this COVID-19 period. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to Small Business Marketing, then and now. I'm Howard Walpoff, your host, and again, this is brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Today, we're going to talk about your health and your diet and finding the right ways for you to manage both with a really great guest who uh, has a very called disruptive way of, uh, of focusing your mental focus on dieting. Uh, her name is Carol May, and she's a disruptive health coach. And Carol, welcome to the conversation. Thank you. So you've been involved with health and weight loss for a long time. Why don't you kind of give us a, a sense of, of your experience in, uh, in, in these matters? Yeah, I've been working for the last 15 years in um, weight loss counseling, um, eating disorders counseling, um, and that kind of field really after being put on my first diet when I was 12. And I yo-yo dieted my way um, probably about six stone if you probably wouldn't understand stone, I don't know what it is in pounds, but <clears throat> um, six stone heavier than when I started. Okay. So, you know, I, there was a lot of frustration there and I found a system I thought was going to work, which was a very low calorie diet. And yep, you lost the weight. All right. And the counseling bit that went with it was absolutely great. But, you rebounded, the weight rebounded really quickly. And I thought there has to be another way. And, and it makes sense as I'm pulling up here, uh, one stone equals 14 pounds. So six stone is, is quite a significant amount of, of weight loss. Mm. Yeah. But, but definitely helped you in your journey to where you are now and how you're helping people. So there's, there's definitely was it absolutely I, I, yeah i don't regret any of it at all i absolutely Ooh. don't and you know i'm a great believer in that our personal journey underpins generally what we do in our own life and particularly if we're running a business so you know nearly everybody i know they have a story behind their business and in my story is my personal weight journey so what made that life switch go on and, uh, and, and make you want to start this as a business journey? I think <clears throat> the main light switch was six years ago when I was working with a coach on my emotions. So it was um, a program she was trying to create and I was her guinea pig. And it was about letting go, letting go of negativity in our life, letting go of negative emotions, thoughts, feelings. And actually, it was based on what we now call the three principles, and, but which I didn't know about six years ago. Um, and in finally letting go, which took me three months of hard work and lots of tears, 
<clears throat> I took off this rucksack of negativity, negative emotions, all the baggage that I carried for nearly 60 years. I, took, I got rid of that and I immediately felt light in myself. And a month later, when my trousers fell down at work, I thought, oh, I think I might just step up on the scales here. <laughs> and 21 pounds had gone in four weeks. And it was like, oh, now, how did that happen? Not quite sure. Wasn't dieting. And eventually 44 pounds just fell off. And I called them my pounds of pain. Um, since when I've got hold of a book by Doreen Virtue, which is all about losing your pounds of pain. And I thought, ah, there's something in this. I know what this is. It's like physical pain in our body is related to um, emotional or mental trauma. Um, even just a car accident will leave trauma in your body. Um, and that pain can reappear for donkey's years. Weight, excess weight, can, part of excess weight can be the same thing. And I have been working on how do I... How do I talk about that? How do I market that to people such that they will go, oh, I'm your ideal client. I want to work with you. And that's been my journey in the last six years is how do I bring this to market? And it's a similar journey of all small business owners to make sure that people are getting their message and even more so responding to it so that it turns into revenue. Uh, mm -hmm. obviously with experience and, uh, and, and having that customer relationship along the way. So what did you first do to let people know that you were open and start to try to get clients to share this with them? First of all, um, I was only offering one-to-one -one work. Um, I was used to group work, but I, I live in a small apartment, <clears throat> didn't have room for a group. I'd been bankrupt. My previous business had gone bankrupt. So I didn't have a lot of funds. So I started playing with social media. Now, you know, I grew up in a world where there weren't even computers, let alone social media. So this has been quite a bit of a journey for me is to learn how to use these, what effect, well, they're free. You can use them for free to market your business in an effective way such that people will stick their hand up and go, I want to work with you. So trial and error, I think, initially was what I did. And, um, and obviously social media has changed in that time anyway. I also used, because I have lived in this area uh, for over 50 years now, so... <clears throat> I used my contacts locally and I went out networking in the real world, which seems really weird now that we can't do that. But I did. I went out into the real world and I practiced. I look on it now as practice. Um, and it took me a while because I had, like a lot of people, I thought, well, I can, I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this. How do I bring all that together? Well, because the main answer is you don't. You have to pick one. You have to pick your niche. 
Mm-hmm. And I wasn't very good at that um, initially. Um, <clears throat> and so it, it's, let's say it's been a process. I joined um, a business mastermind last year to try and get more of a handle on what it is exactly that I do without realizing that I didn't need the business mastermind to do that. I just needed to be myself. I just needed to tune into me to find out what it was. Um, and I, I, I'm part of another mastermind now, but it, that's all about how to do, you know, it's, it's the how, it's the how do you set up online stuff? How do you market? What's the best way of doing it? <clears throat> And not necessarily following somebody else's how-to, but creating your own how-to. And it's important really to have, yeah, your own path, your own systems, your own um, messaging, your own vision to how you are participating in social media. It it makes you more believable. It makes Mm -hmm. you more... um, uh, unique in, in many ways. It's just, it's, it's, it's the honest you that you're putting out there. So mm-hmm. you, you want it to, to look and feel like the honest you because the people who are going to be then doing business with you will, mm-hmm. um, will then see it on the, 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 they'll see that what they made them come in is exactly what they're experiencing. Absolutely. Um, and avoiding all the trolls in the meantime. <laughs> Yes, so that's, that's always uh, part of the pitfalls in the process. Um, wh- when did you and how did you waver from social media? Are there other methods that you used uh, as your business evolved and your, your revenues grew to, to create more uh, of a marketing budget? Um, <clears throat> I have to say I mostly used word of mouth and also some local organizations. Um, what, I, what I was beginning to look for uh, before COVID hit was some more speaking engagements. Um, because I'd, it's taken me a while, but I found my voice and I wanted to be able to just stand up and, and, and speak and tell people. And I love being in the room with people. I love having and not exactly an audience, but people to talk with. <clears throat> you know, I, I started my professional life um, doing cookery demonstrations. I was a home economist. So I, I'm used to standing up and, and performing, if you like. And I can perform and talk at the same time. Um, so I, I thought, oh, okay, now I can't do that. So actual speaking gigs are going to be in short supply. So what I've done is I've been practicing on podcasts. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah. So I have, uh, I've done quite a few podcasts now and I'm actually thinking about setting up my own. I'll be honest. Um, now that I found my thing, my one thing and <clears throat> I've also done, uh, you know, speaking bits in networking groups where maybe I've done a slot. So say a 10 minute slot or a 20 minute slot. Um, and I found that really good because I can reach people from all around the world then. And it's all on Zoom. 
So, yeah, so I guess I've done a bit more like, you know, it's not exactly on social media, but it's still online. And podcasts really have played a, a bigger role in marketing in so many different ways and giving people access to uh, the, the world in, in different mm. ways, depending on how far the reach of the podcasts have been. And uh, I used to work in radio, so it's everyone's individual radio station for the most part, mm. which, is, which comes with a great value and great voice. So mm. um, again, you're being a guest right now on my podcast, which is appreciated <laughs> and it's a way to share your voice with, great. Thank you. with my audience. Yes. And uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the growth of a podcast is a, is a co-op experience. So that you, yeah. you're also having the guests share the podcast with their audience, mm -hmm. and with the hope that the podcast grows, and that uh, and that you are uh, providing the uh, a really good outlet for the uh, the guests to get the exposure that they're looking for. Mm. And, Absolutely. Uh, so it's a it's a two way process, isn't it? So it's it, it should benefit everybody, including the listener. You know, my, my thing is about what value do I add <clears throat> to the podcast host's listener? And, you know, one of the things I'm, you know, I know the biggest growth area for small business at the minute is midlifers, the over 50 midlifer. And, you know, I fall into that category. <clears throat> so, but for, for us in that age group, some things get really tricky when it comes to marketing and tech and systems and all of this online stuff. So, you know, my thing is, do I aim to learn all of that or do I actually aim to employ somebody else to do it all for me? And the latter is the way I'm going. <laughs> and it's helpful when you have those tools to, to, to do that. Really, it's, it's a yeah. very big difference when you're trying to find all the time in the day to do everything and the technical skill to do everything that uh, it's, it's good that there are people out there to, to help with, with a lot of different pieces. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've joined a, an online networking group based on people who are on LinkedIn and I have met some amazing and interesting people on there who run some, some of them are really crazy services but that I didn't even think I needed till I heard about it. <laughs> it was, you know, oh yeah, I used, that's my aim for 2021 so that I can have him and her and her in my business. And because my zone of genius is coaching my clients. And Zoom really has changed everything in the way people look at how you're, you can market yourself, how you connect with yourself, for, for me, I love the fact that people are more comfortable with Zoom, so they are more comfortable to do business. Uh, they, they, we can be in two different states, so we can be 3,000 miles away, and, uh, and I, they can be my clients, and, I, and I can, they, they are comfortable with this communication where people, a larger percentage of people in February and January were, would have been very uncomfortable with this, not realizing how much broader it allows things to, to happen. But you had a your own little call it epiphany during uh, this, the COVID period, which kind of is, is kind of pivoting your business with uh, new messaging as this disruptive health coach. Where, where did that concept come from? Um, <clears throat> I think I was just playing about with words. 
as I do sometimes. And I kind of knew intuitively that how what I called myself wasn't reaching anybody. And I thought, okay, I've got to think of another word. <clears throat> and I think somebody said to me, oh, you know, you are very disruptive. And I thought, oh, that's the word. That's the word I need, disruptive. And, you know, the disruptive health coach, I'm disruptive for a reason. You know, I'm disruptive because I want an end to, to the dieting industry, billion dollar industry worldwide that is the least successful business from a um, customer point of view that you could ever imagine. <clears throat> when 97% of people, they put the weight straight back on. Yes, they can lose the weight, but actually they can't keep it off for five minutes. It goes straight back on. <clears throat> so I thought, okay, so how, how can I, if I'm marketing myself as the disruptive health coach, what does that look like? And I practiced it in this networking group. So I kind of, I put it up there. I said, you know, I'm the disruptive health coach, not just a disruptive health coach, the disruptive health coach, I might add. And it's really piqued people's interest. They ask me so much more. And it, it really, it's given me that extra level up from, you know, how do you differentiate in this massive world of ours between myself and all the other health people out there. My word is disruptive because I break women mostly, and most of my clients are women, I do work with men, but mostly women, free from dieting prison with all the rules. So I tell them you don't need dieting and you don't need dieting and food rules. And they're not quite sure because it's like, well, what else do we do then? Because that's all we know. Mm -hmm. But once you have a conversation with them, it's amazing, you know? Um, and so many people, they go, oh, well, I'll just cut sugar out. Okay. I said, let me know how that goes. And of course, within a couple of months, they're back. Because yeah. it's kind of, you know, you cannot do this work on your own. And it's like so much in this world. You know, I can do my own marketing if I want, but you know what? I'm not great at it. I don't like it. There's other people out there who absolutely love it. And there's a, there's a, a video guy, a guy that makes videos who's absolutely brilliant. Would I much rather pay him to do stuff for me? Yes, I would. Because that's his zone of genius. And he's really good at it and he enjoys it. And I think I've got to an age now where I just say, well, why should I do something I don't actually enjoy? I know I need it for my business to succeed. However, I don't like it. I don't like doing it. Um... And I never did. And I never did like systems. I was always hopeless at systems. Um, but other people come in, they go, oh, I love it. Love a spreadsheet. Oh, really? I don't like a spreadsheet. It's like really boring to me. And, you know, my partner is a, is a, um, a financial director in the city. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a spreadsheet for everything. Really? Okay, off you go. <laughs> you can do that. So, you know, I think it's very much, it's time to learn generally that we are not an island. We need other people and that money flows because we buy services from other people. And, and actually, we're going to be more successful if we're buying services from other people who are really good at that. And then we can get on with what we're good at. So, and that's what I say to people, you know, yes, you can do it on your own. But I know, I said, it took me 50 years to work out. I couldn't do it on my own. <laughs> I said, do you want to spend the next 50 years doing that? Because I'd really rather that you didn't. Um, so... You know, it's, 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 yeah, that's how, that's how I kind of sort of look at it is that, um, you know, it's time to collaborate and it's time to get money flowing again by utilizing everybody else and their skills. And it's a really great way to do it. Actually, it's a great way for money to flow all around to get a lot of people, businesses, uh, working in the right direction. So, uh, uh, I definitely hope that is it's the path that brings you the most success, and obviously uh, some some good uh, good opportunities for them in the process. So, thank you. What is the best way for people to get in contact with you if they want to learn more about your services, the way you you uh, work with with clients, and uh, kind of how to get their mind straight on uh, on on weight loss? Okay, so. The DisruptiveHealthCoach.com. I'm on uh, Facebook. So I'm on Facebook as Carol May. And also my um, business page at the moment is called All Shapes and Sizes Solutions. And on LinkedIn, I'm there as myself. And on Instagram, where I post all my food photos, <laughs> I am Carol May, the Disruptive Health Coach. Well, fantastic, Carol. Uh, just message me. Absolutely, and they, as well they should. But thank you so much for coming <laughs> on and sharing your story with us and, uh, and really sharing the growth and direction that you're going with your business. So I wish you all the best as, as uh, you, you uh, go through and manage the, the rest of this year. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for coming on to listen today. I really appreciate it. Keep listening. Keep downloading. It is, uh, I think there's some great stories here that you really will learn from and hopefully help you in your business. So uh, go out, have a great day today, and we will see you next time. This has been Small Business Marketing, then and now. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Marketing strategy for the small business owner. To learn more, click findnewrevenue.com.